Hello, beautiful. Welcome to Stress Less with me, Jess, season three, where I focus on business owners, entrepreneurs, and managers, and including their employees. If none of these apply to you, please stay tuned, because if you're looking for that realistic, real life podcast where it just helps you when you're stressed out and just looking for something to help you when you're stressed, this one is for you as well. Hello and welcome to Stress Less with me, Jess. Today I have an amazing woman on here, Karen Gill. Say hi, Karen. Hi, nice to be here, Jessica. And she, along with so many people I've interviewed, but she has a really great um, title as well. So let me just tell you, business coach and certified master persuader. Do you want to clarify on that before I go into the rest of your, your bio? Because I think that is so eye-catching and amazing. And I think a lot of us need that. So recently, last year, I went through a certification program for really it's persuasion strategist. Most people can better understand that, but it was certified master persuader. So we learned all about persuasion. We went deep in learning like buyer psychology, neuromarketing. So it was amazing. Oh my God. That's so cool. I just thought I'm going and we'll dive into a little bit, obviously, but that's the communications one-on-one there. There's so much probably in there that so must need tips on. So I love it. She's from an international development consult, consult turned online business owner to business coach to certified master persuader. Karen has reinvented herself multiple times, which I know a lot of us can go pivot, pivot, you know, in our brain when we hear that. Having started her first online business over 14 years ago, she knows the struggles of entrepreneurs. 14 years ago, I didn't even know online businesses were around then. So you have some good tips for us. Karen is passionate about helping business owners learn strategies for creating a successful business that fits their lives, which is so important because we all have different lives, different schedules, using the art of persuasion. Karen overhauls and reconstructs offers and funnels into invincible overperforming masterpieces that allow business owners to multiply their income and impact. And I think that just sells you right there. I think sign us up. I don't know. <laughs> Where's the dotted line? <laughs> Karen, did I miss anything or do you want to explain, go into dive into anything that I'm, oh, you know, read too fast or anything? Well, one of the things I just thought I'd talk about is I did start over 14 years ago and there just weren't the tools, the software, there was nothing. I had to do everything from scratch. I had to hire coders. So now, I mean, while tech can be a menace sometimes, I am so appreciative of the tech we have so we can do these online businesses, have podcasts. I mean, that wasn't even a thought back then. So it's just amazing where we are now. And I'm so grateful to be here. I love it. No, you're, and you're right. Because when I think about business 14 years ago, so I think of anything, I think about e emails and one, how so important they are, which is so crazy. But two, that was, you know, so, oh my God, someone's sending me an email. You know, that was a big thing that was so huge on funnels and stuff, but you could probably tell us even more, but that's still so important nowadays, you know, that's crazy. And coding too. Oh yeah. I remember. I mean, I don't remember, remember, but yeah, I remember enough that Coding was definitely a thing. It's not just copy and paste. No, <laughs> it's <just> Squarespace. <laughs> it's so different back then, but I'm so great we're, that we're here so that so many more people can actually partake in an online business so that they can have, you know, the business and have time for their family and for themselves. I agree. I agree. And you definitely said it too, with like fitting with who they are today. So obviously you have a lot of experience from being your own business owner, being your own entrepreneur, working with so many. What do you feel is the biggest stressor with a business owner and or an entrepreneur? 
You know, I've seen over time, I think one of the most interesting things is that so many business owners are so busy. So definitely time management is an issue, but I think it's even more. They are so busy with so many things, but actually they're not really making progress in their business. They're busy on the wrong thing. So it's really about helping, I think, these business owners really know what they should be focusing on be in order to get the clients and the customers that they need, right? They're doing all this work. They tell me all the time, I'm busier than ever before, but I'm not getting the sales. I'm not getting the clients. And so I think it's really important to help them not be so busy like that, but really focus on the things they need to focus on so they can have the business, you know, the income that they need. You're right. There, there's so many things we're told we have to do. You know, again, you said so much of it in your, you know, your intro, you know, the funnels, the emailing, the marketing, you know, I mean, there's, there's so many things and that just seems like a small list, but to even to create an email to then post email, to get emails, to, you know, there's so many things that go into, there's so many tiny steps. It's not just go, Oh, go make an email list, have fun. You know, it, there's so many baby steps in the process. And that is so overwhelming. You know, you mentioned tech and yeah, you mentioned, you know, it's different than 14 years ago, but there's still a lot to learn. There's so many baby steps and we don't have an IT guy to go, hey, by the way, my email's not working. Um, Can you come, come down here and assist? <laughs> right? You got to go to Google, you know, but then you have to make time to, for that searching, right? Because you don't know how to do things. Do you feel there's a common thing entrepreneurs or business owners need to focus on? Is there like a one thing like, oh, hey, if you focus on this, this will, you know, help you grow in any kind of way? What do you think? So, you know, definitely I work with a lot of service-based providers. And so focusing on kind of client getting activities is one of the most important things. Every day you need to be doing something that's somehow connecting with somebody else. Maybe you're following up with someone or reaching out to someone. Doing a little bit of that every day allows you to have new people coming in kind of to your world so that you have those people available when you actually are ready to sign new clients. I like that. So following up with clients, I think is super important, right? So one, but say you don't have, like, maybe you don't have a client to follow up with is, you know, going to a networking meeting or going into, you know, things like that. Is that something that is a way for us to, you know, connect with other people? Do you think that's beneficial for sure? Definitely. I mean, I think there's a lot of different strategies. So maybe someone coming out in your post, make sure you start up a conversation with them. They just don't leave that comment there, right? That's an opportunity. They're obviously interested in something you said. So continue that conversation. Um, so wherever you see an opportunity in Facebook groups, or you said like going to even virtual networking meetings, I mean, the more you can put yourself out there, be visible, but also not just be visible and that be the end of it. I see a lot of people do that. You have to start conversations. It's all about, you know, creating connections. Now it's not always going to be, they're going to hire you the next day, right? No. But think long-term, but also think maybe this is someone I can collaborate with. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that we can expose our business and ourselves without always thinking I have to get a sale, right? It's more about, okay, where can I find somebody new to talk to today? I mean, I think that go with entrepreneurship. It's all about curiosity, right? So you always have to say, what can I learn from this person today? Or what can I share with this person today? I think it's so important. I think, like you said, getting a sale is super important. You said the first thing, right? But not making that your end goal when you go meet somebody is also important. And that is right there when you're reading any book or you're, you know, reading the next blog, you're going, wait a minute. So I have to be self-focused, but I can't be self-focused, but it's true. And I think, you know, we've all been in those meetings or we've all had those, you know, DM messages and things like that, where if you can just instantly go, that's just a sale. And that thought of going, oh, well, I don't want to buy. I don't even know who you are. And that goes back to, like you said, curiosity, learning about other people. And I think this really goes both ways. Then they start the conversation of learning about you, but you will learn more about maybe that's your client. 
what are your clients needs? You know, I think asking those questions and seeing, oh, I didn't even think about that being a word, you know, you know, they tell you about those, um, the SEO and using certain words and things like that. And, you know, they're looking up these words and you might not have even put that in your vocab, right? And so I think, you know, just asking those questions, like you said, creating those relationships over something as opposed to where they go, I love this, you know, respond, you know, don't just like it, you know, having that, you know, conversation the best way you can. And it's so important for us as business owners to listen to people because like you were saying, if you are talking with someone and they're telling you about the issues that they're having, the problems, I tell my clients to write down word for word what they say, because if you start to use that in your marketing, what people say to me all the time is that they're like, Karen, it's like you're inside my head. And it's because I listen to them and I write down the words so that I can reflect back that I do understand what their problems are, but, and I have the solution, right? So when you do that, I think it can be so powerful. So we listening and listening is a huge skill. And so, you know, obviously you're a master persuader. You obviously know that it's not just listening. There's so many skills that take in place when it's listening. So one, you mentioned taking those notes. Mm -hmm. And I always say too, is not getting ready to respond and getting ready to ask a question instead. Right. So that makes you listen in the sense of, you know, like you said, either taking the notes, but if I'm going, she said this, let me think of that response to that story. Then I'm not paying attention to the rest of the things she's saying. You know, so think about what question I might follow up with is what I try to say. And that's why that whole idea of being curious is so important, because I also think it shifts the energy. Like, I think when we're talking and we're worried about what we're going to say or there's an next out, they can totally sense that. Right. But if you change it up or like, I just want to know more about you, like really make it light and airy. I think the energy dynamic is so different and they'll feel more comfortable opening up to you. If they feel like you're going to say or you're going to say something weird, they kind of shut back. Right. And so you want them to be open to you. And so I think thinking like, oh, what can I ask them next? Or what else would I want to know about them? I think is a much better way. I agree. And, and like, for me, it goes back to, you know, you know, you hear in the books, create the relationship, create trust, right? You buy from people you trust, but that also takes time. And I think that's what we forget too, because we see, you know, on social media, oh, in three months, I made six figures, hop on. Well, it goes, okay, but you've been doing this probably for like five years. You didn't, you didn't tell us how you established all these people already, these connections. And so, yeah, you might've changed your strategy at this point in time, but kind of like what you were saying is meeting them where they are and what fits in their lives. Like I'm only a couple months in or I'm only a year in. So I can't use that same funnel. What do I use? So, you know, but, you know, it creating those relationships do take time. And I think, you know, kind of realizing that all of this, I, I think everyone's favorite word is uh, patience. I don't know. Is that one of your favorite words? <laughs> It is. And it, I mean, it's the realist re reality of the situation, right? Because, um, you know, you don't have a best friend like the next day, like you just meet them. It takes a while. And so you do want to make them feel comfortable that you have some connection. They keep seeing maybe the information you can always say, Hey, I wrote a post about the you know topic we were discussing, you know, just again, trying to be, you know, serving the people that potentially could be your clients. I think that's the best kind of attitude to have. And you said something too, you know, I think education. So if they commented and said, Hey, in some kind of way, oh, I really don't understand funnels. Well, if your next three posts or emails or what, or, you know, workshops, live videos, and there's so many ways to connect now are about funnels and knowing what if the funnel fits you or not, or, you know, all those kind of questions shows them that you were listening and goes, oh my God, she heard me out of all these people. Karen took my idea. Oh my God, I'm so special. And think about it. That's, that is a special feeling when you hear somebody give you a solution or some kind of solution to the something you're, you're struggling with. And 
like you said, you work with people that serve others, you know? So even if it's a product base, you're still trying to help them in some kind of way, you know? Exactly. And, you know, you just taking the time and sending them an article or whatever shows that you're interested in that you do care. You're not just, you know, there for the sale. You're actually wanting to build this uh, connection with them. What is one tip or strategy a business owner can do to probably just get started? Because you said you started a couple of businesses. What do you feel is, okay, I have an idea. Now what? Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely one of the people who believe in taking action over perfection. So, you know, I think as you're new, I mean, you have to at least know who your target audience is and kind of, you know, what your service is. But once you have that, I mean, again, it's putting yourself out there. And I know that's so hard for people, but you can start simple, right? Like you can start with just doing some social media posts, right? Or maybe you can do at, you know, speak at some event. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to get started, but, you know, at the beginning, it's always hard because no one knows you. They don't, they've never heard of you before. So you do have to take those kind of imperfect actions, create a video if you need to, right? Um, create an email list, do a lead magnet. You know, there's so many ways you can get started. So pick one, you know, kind of master that, do that really well, and then move on to the next one. I love that. Just, just get started. And you hear it all the time too. You're never going to be ready, right? So just get started, learn, right? So what works, what doesn't work for your clients? Because, you know, like you said, there's so many ways to get started. So maybe... It is, you know, going to these fairs or health fairs or whatever and talking to people, but then maybe you realize, oh my God, my clients are not here. This is not where I'm searching. So not giving up, but going, okay, try that. This is why this didn't work and then go to the next one. But I think also you'll, when you're doing this, going back to what you were saying earlier is, see how this all circles back around, is going back to, you know, when you're out there being curious and asking questions and learning, you know, if this health fair is not for you, why is it not for me? Because maybe it's not for me now, but six months later, I might be more um, confident when I'm preaching or teaching and things like that, or I might have a bigger following that can follow me to this health fair and it might be better, right? So I, yeah, I 100% agree. It's really easy to get caught up in even just a social post of, oh, this is has to be so perfect. Is, am I smiling too much? Am I wrinkles showing? Is there, my shirt doesn't match the, my eyes and like all this, I mean, you, you just go crazy on yourself with this stuff, you know? And especially, you know, when you're new to business, you don't really have any numbers or data to rely on to help you make decisions. So you have to start getting that data. <laughs> you have to get the information um, so that you can start to see, oh yeah, so, you know, actually LinkedIn is the best platform for me. I get the most response, but not Instagram. So let's focus on LinkedIn. So you have to try some things to see what is your best kind of winner. So that you know, okay, I'm going to focus on this area because that's giving me the best results. So you just got to get out there and try some things to see what works. And I think this kind of sorry is making me think of it. What you're talking about in the way beginning, which which time management and priorities. So this will also help you set those where it's like, hey, okay, I know LinkedIn is the one. So instead of going on everything, because you know we have so much time to go on every one of these platforms, I can just go on. Okay, I can go on Instagram and things like that, but maybe. I focus, you know, 15, 30 minutes on LinkedIn and only five on Instagram, right? So trying to find that time management prior. So again, just getting out there, I think is the biggest thing. Definitely. I agree. I think also when you first get started is you get really focused on the likes and the shares and the comments. And, you know, we kind of talked about algorithm off the recording, but give it again with patience and giving it time, you know, even if it's just mom and aunt, well, 
Joe Smo down the street has no idea that it's mom and aunt commenting, going, whoop, whoop, go ahead, Jerry, you know? <laughs> and it's so easy to get focused on those things that, you know, I don't have huge social media followings, but I have people DMing me. Like they don't always comment. They don't always like, you have, a, I call them lurkers, right? They lurk around. They don't necessarily comment or like or anything, but they're DMing and say, oh, that really resonated with me. Can you help me? Things like that. So you don't need huge audiences, but you need to have the content that really connects with your ideal buyers, right? And so it's really about not just churning out posts and funny posts and things like that, but really thinking about, okay, what does my you know, ideal buyer need to hear today? And what can I help them with today? And when you start to do that, you will start to get those connections. And, you know, again, you can focus on certain things on social media and worry about likes and obviously growing your following helps, right? Of course. Right. But you actually really want to focus on the content because that's really the thing that's going to get you the sales. You can have 10,000 followers and no sales, right? We want to have an audience that is really for our exact service or product so that they will resonate when they're ready to buy. They'll think of you. I love that. I was going to say too, another question is, you know, again, another buzzword we hear is having your ideal client. And can you explain how do I figure out my ideal client? So I have a little twist on that. So I, I don't talk about ideal clients. I talk about ideal buyers and there's a slight distinction and I'll tell you the difference. So of course we need to understand the types of people. Let's say you're a life coach and you work with middle-aged women. You don't need to then think about the other people. So you definitely have to kind of narrow down a niche that you're going to be working with. But I think the place that people start to make the mistake is there can be ideal clients who aren't ready to buy. I want you to be reaching out to the people who are at that urgent point where they're like, I'm done with this. I need help now. Right. And that's a slight difference in the type of content yeah. that you're putting out to actually attract those people. So you can start to have the ideal clients watching you and following you and stuff. And then when they're ready, they're ready. But I want you really focusing on those people. I know that there's one person out there who probably needs your service or product. I really speak to that person so that they will, you know, take that action today. That means you have to talk about your product or service. I see so many people just posting on social media and they never make the thing like, hey, DM me if you need help. Or, you know, they never have the call to action. They never make that next step. So it's putting out the right kind of content that resonates with the right person. And you want that ideal buyer be able to take that next step. I love it because you said, I think it's more um, focused or niched, you know, another word we love. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it's a different kind of, like you said, a different type of twist on it. You know, there is definitely an ideal client, but who is that person that is going to buy from you today? They're going to see that post. They're going to see that video and they're going to go, oh my God, Karen is the one. This is what I'm doing. Where's my, you know, checkbook or credit card, whatever we use these days. I don't even know anymore. Um, <laughs> you know, and sign me up and you're right. You know, the ideal client, I think the other fear of ours is that we feel like we're going to push other people away. But one, like you said, I want the buyer. I want the person that's going to spend money, but the ideal client, they'll watch, you know, they'll start to build that. They're still building the relationship. So they'll turn into that buyer. Right. So I think it's all the words we keep using patience, you know, prioritizing your buyer as you know your main focus you know um and just doing it is the other thing and it's okay to repel people right i mean i think that's the thing because it, let's say you are a life coach and you only want to work with kind of middle-aged women you want to repel the men who are 50 and you want to return you know the teenagers whoever right you do definitely want to do that because 
the more kind of focus you can be in your messaging, the more those people will see that you're actually the solution for that, right? If you're too broad, they'll say, oh yeah, she's like this other life coach or this other person. You really want to hone in on your superpower, how you can help them, the process that you use so that they can say, oh my gosh, I know she can help me. And that's how they take action. So you definitely want to be a niche. You want to have the right messaging in order to really attract the right people for you. I love that. And yeah, and in your bio too, I think you mentioned something about, you know, helping businesses find their superpowers. So I, and I love that too, because we all, you know, can, my mindset when I read that is we all can offer something different and it doesn't make my power better than yours, but it just makes us different. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that's, I think that's just strong in general, like showing people what we offer. Cause I think a lot of times we, um, not question what we offer, but can't really focus on our main uniqueness. And so, you know, I think that's a good thing for you to help us with for sure. So it's definitely, I mean, everyone has a special maybe way that you work with people. And maybe some people are really good at listening and some aren't as good and they have other, you know, aspects that are really important to them. So again, when you take a look at, you know, if you are a career coach, there's tons of career coaches. So how are you different from the one next door, you know, like on a page, how does someone select you? And if you can really tune in and tap into what makes you special and unique, and then you can showcase that with maybe you have a signature system that you walk your clients through or a process or method. And if you can really highlight that, then those people that are attracted to that method or need some of that help, they'll see you as a different maker as opposed to the next person and all the hundred other life coaches or career coaches that are out there. Exactly. Exactly. It, yeah. It just, you want them to come to you because they want you and you want them to be able to go, okay, she's perfect. I'm going to buy from her period. And then the thing is, you can help her. You can help the right client because if they aren't the match, you're not really going to be beneficial to them. Right. And vice versa. So I think it's super huge. It can be really helpful. If you are focused in your messaging, people will start to come to you and you don't have to do as much marketing. You don't always have to be doing the outreach. So once you're really honed in on what makes you unique, your superpower and the way you work with people, they'll start to come to you. Karen, I would love to dive into more about how you help us. I know you answered a lot of our business questions, but I would love to dive into more about working with you. So can you tell us your mission? So definitely my mission is to help business owners find you know, their optimal business, how they work with their clients so that they can have that successful business, but they're not working you know, 60 hours a week. It's a business that really fits their life, whether they have kids or they like to travel or they have parents, whatever that is for them. And so you know, over the years, I've made a lot of mistakes and I've learned a lot of lessons as well. And so I think that's what I can really bring um, and really kind of customize help for each client to make sure we can really find out what they love to do, how they can help their clients and make sure that they're um, putting out that message so that their clients can find them. I love it. I think we, I, I heard customized, but I also hear you wanting to be real and realistic to like you, like you said, I learned, I've been here, I've done a lot of mistakes and <laughs> I know what that feels like and I know what I learned from them. But I also heard you when you're saying customize, it's, you know, I'm literally working with you with where you are, because like you said, we have kids, we have, maybe we're still in the full-time job and we're just transitioning in the side hustle to something bigger. If something's happening, I know it, but I don't, you know, what's my next step. So I think you really, like you said, you keep saying is meeting them where they are. And I think that's, it's something I truly believe in, even in my practice. So I really appreciate that. So I wanted to ask you too, now everyone's listening. They're going, oh my God. Karen is going to solve all my problems. I need her. How do we get in contact with you? So as you can imagine, I'm on all the social media platforms. So if you look up Karen Girl, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm Instagram, on Facebook. So you can find me at any of those places. Um, I have a website, KarenGirl.com. So it's really simple. Um, if you're you know, interested in contacting me, you can find me at any of those places. 
Awesome. And they'll be in the podcast notes and anywhere you you know found this episode, it's I'll be posting on my website, my social media as well. So you'll definitely be able to, if you got it, didn't get it now, you can get it later for sure. It's definitely out there. Karen, I, before we go, I got one more thing for us. It's okay. called my lightning round. And I just think it's so fun. I keep, always say this and everyone's probably gonna go, we get it, you think it's fun. But <laughs> I think it brings some joy. So I'm just gonna ask you some quick questions just about Karen and nothing else. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Okay, Karen. So you talk about other people's superpowers. What is Karen's superpower? I think my superpower is really identifying other people's superpowers. I love that. Karen, what is your favorite book? So maybe it's recency, but I think I've read Chillpreneur um, by Dennis Duffield Thomas. And it's, it's really interesting. And it's really a reminder to kind of take things less seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I might put that on my list. <laughs> might be a good resource for my clients. Um, and then when you are stressed out, what is your go-to hobby? I definitely like to walk. Um, that's definitely if, you know, I'm kind of feeling stressed, getting outside is really helpful. I do journal as well. I call myself a ninja journaler because I do it first thing in the morning for like five minutes before my kids hear my feet hit the floor. Cause as soon as they hear me up, they're in, ask me a question. So I like out <laughs> of my bed and I just pull it over and write for five minutes before I get up. Um, so those are the things that I do uh, to really help with stress. I love the ninja journal because I like believe in journaling so much. Um, I think it's a very overlooked tool in a lot of, in a lot, for a lot of us. Um, but I love that you do journal because I think so many people can relate to going, I just need just five minutes by myself real quick. Let me just get my thoughts together. <laughs> Karen, I cannot thank you enough for making time and coming on here and just enlighten us on so many stressors that are really going on in our life. And I just really appreciate you. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Jessica. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Hello, and thank you for listening to Stress Less with me, Jess. Please subscribe so you can get upcoming episodes every other Tuesday. Or leave a review. I would love to hear your thoughts and feelings about today's episode or any other episode you have listened to. If you need more resources or wondering how I can help you with my individual coaching or my workshops, please visit me at journeytoyourself.net. Have a fabulous day. Thank you.